This week's episode of the Star Wars Report is brought to you by the good folks supporting us over on patreon.com slash Star Wars Report. Let's do the show, folks. Come, come, come. And who might you be? It's the Star Wars Report. Star Wars Report. Woo! Star Wars Report. The place for Star Wars news, features, interviews, and more. Then we can do something epic. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Please delete as appropriate. The Force. It's calling to you. Just let it in. (laughs) Well, holy Kenobi. There's a lot of stuff going on. It's uh, it's making up for kind of a desert of news recently. D23 is coming in clutch for uh, Star Wars fans. Hey, guys. Welcome to the Star Wars Report podcast. I'm your host, Riley Blanton. So glad you've joined us. As always... Got a jam-packed show. I say that sometimes, and I'm kind of fibbing a little bit where we'll have, like, we have, like, a partially packed show. But this is a jam-packed show. Uh, is it not Mr. Bruce Gibson, producer extraordinaire? It's jam-packed because we're jamming. We, Star Wars. We, we are ja- Listen. Listen. We are jamming. Uh, no, D23 just happened, and I think... G- it did. This- you weren't there. I know. I'm so bummed. It's kind of a shame. I was sad. Uh, uh, darn. You were there last year, though, right? I was there. Well, they do it every other year, so I was there in 2017 when they did it, okay. um, and I okay. loved it. It was a really, really fun time. It, it kind of convinced me that I wish they'd, they'd roll Star Wars Celebration into it, actually. I know that's kind of controversial to say. Um, mm, that's just too much. That's just too much. That's, that's too much stuff. Um, but no, it's, it's, it's the... Uh, well, D23 is the fan club of disney the official fan club so it's it basically started up out as the fan club event but in the era of the comic con uh d23 has become disney's place to showcase all their new stuff which this year really became the case in star wars in fact i think this is the most star wars that has ever come out of a convention like just a volume of volume of reveals announcements trailers posters um this has got to be it man that might be i have to think about that one because you know when we were at uh, celebration orlando of course that's when we got the uh the force awakens trailer Mm -hmm. we got a preview of rogue one oh that's a thing i've been meaning to say for like a year oh can I can I just go there before? Let's I go there. Let's go there. Okay, when I so when I was at Star Wars Celebration in uh, Anaheim mm-hmm. back in 2015, I was in that room where they showed that moving poster of Rogue One. Mm. Now you did you see that? Mm-mm. I don't remember. I okay. never did. No. So it starts off like with the camera looking down and moving across like a jungle or a wooded area and then it slowly starts to pan up and looks out over the horizon and off in the di- and you see a ship flying off in the distance oh and then- i remember this now i saw it leaked afterwards but yeah i remember yeah and a silhouette of the death stars there and it was really cool and i wish they would release that because it was great but that very opening shot where it's showing the where it's kind of flying over and looking down at the woods or the jungle area i saw where that shot is used in solo 
at the near end of the movie, right before it goes to Han seeing Lando once more. And Oh, yeah. That shot, there's a shot. You'll see it looks like, you know, like a jungle. Yeah, I remember. Below, and it's just, it's. I remember it the shot. For like vaguely. two or three seconds. That, I swear, is from that moving poster. Ah, yeah, I remember. Man, remember, because that, that was revealed at the panel that was supposed to be, like, Josh Trank didn't show up to last minute. Yes. Because they were yes. like, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, this whole Boba Fett thing's not going to work out. Let's make yeah, it into he a... Was, he wanted to be there, but he wasn't feeling well or something <laughs> they said like that. <laughs> <laughs> the, the mouse gangsters beat him up and threw him in the closet. <laughs> That's just you know, uh, man. Yeah, that's that was a pretty jam packed. That I mean, I guess most significant was seeing you know, Joey. Where you know, I was just reliving that. Uh, hey, here's an early Patreon plug. I was just reliving that uh, convention because I, I was going. We posted two, not one, but two rogue transmissions last week. Uh, uh, rogue transmissions podcasts on our Patreon, which you can find at patreon.com slash Star Wars Report. And um, that's like our, 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 I talk about it each week at the end of the show, but maybe it's nice to mention it here at the beginning. It's our weekly, um, semi-weekly, I guess last week, twice twice in a row, um, bonus podcast that we did. And often it's like the pre-show or post-show, Bruce and I kind of BSing and talking. But then sometimes I've been kind of combing through the archive of the Star Wars Report recently, Bruce, um, and just updating our archive page on our, on our, on our primary um on our primary website, starwarsreport.com. We have the episode directory there. And as a part of that, I've been kind of just going through and pulling and downloading some highlight episodes, some big moments from the past. And I pulled, uh, I'd totally forgotten I did this, but the audio diary that I recorded throughout Celebration Anaheim uh, in 2015. And a part of that, uh, uh, I pulled out about a 10-minute segment of our the the build up to some highlights from the panel and uh, our reaction to that trailer the chewy we're home moment mm-hmm. uh, yeah. just kind of reliving it and so i pulled that and posted it uh as a bonus rogue transmission and uh i actually made that one uh free to everybody so you don't even have to pledge you can go to our patreon oh cool that's and, great and you can just hit play there on our on our patreon and i, I thought it'd be kind of fun to do that and post some more content from the archives and and bring it up again uh not necessarily as uh, behind the um, the the Patreon supporters only, but also just there for you guys to relive. So as as I post things there, uh, I'll I'll let you guys know here on the show where I you can saw find you them. at that convention. You did. You were wearing a Star Wars Report shirt. Little did little did we know. <laughs> it was. You took know. a picture of me, the two of us together, when I was at a food truck. Mm-hmm. Which reminds me, every day for breakfast, there was this one food truck. I'd always get a breakfast burrito, and it was eggs, cheese, bacon, mm. and French fries inside. And I loved those fries. And I would take it into the convention center where that you line up like at three thirty in the morning or six in the morning, depending the day. And I would just stand there in that line waiting for them to open the doors, eating that breakfast burrito, and it was so good every nice. morning. I'd nice, nice, nice. Mm. That's awesome. That's awesome. I want some now. You know what? You, me, Star Wars, and a food truck. It's like it was meant to be. (laughs) (laughs) So here's a little excerpt from the most recent Rogue Transmissions. This is number 82. That's right. We have 82 of them. I did a, I did, this is actually a unique one. I did a little solo 10 minute segment on the Jon Favreau interview before all this other Star Wars crap broke. uh, Talking about the Star Wars series, the Mandalorian. Uh, Marvel plans, and I've seen a lot of people talking about this on Twitter, but I haven't actually had a t- had time to 
actually go through it. So, so there it is. Um, breaking down that uh, John Favreau did an interview with Variety and talked a lot about his creative process for The Mandalorian. And uh, I break down the the interview and pull some quotes from it in Rogue Transmissions 82 available at patreon.com slash Star Wars Report. But you know what, Mr. Bruce Gibson, that's old news. We have some. We have something to report. Delta, I have good news. Data brought to us by the Bothan spies. We can send a clear transmission. There it is. Listen, listen. Uh, celebrating the magic over at, uh, speaking of Anaheim, at the, it, it's taking place right where we were at the food truck. That's not right years ago d23 having um, breakfast burritos here's i know right the here's how we're gonna break it down guys because there's been so much news you've probably lost track of something right so we are going through in chronological order because it's so hard to keep up with all this crap you've got the new and this could right at the end of the show we're gonna break it down that new uh, little sizzle teaser trailer whatever you want to call it for uh uh, Rise of Skywalker, but we got the Mandalorian trailer, we got the Clone Wars announcements, all the Disney Plus announcements, the new timeline they highlighted, all the stuff with the parks and Galaxy's Edge and the Star Wars Hotel and the poster and new uh, factions and troopers and the quotes from the people on stage. <sighs> breathe, Riley, breathe. So much Star Wars. Uh, but Deep let's. Breath. I know, right? The uh, uh, first off. Of course, Friday. That's the Disney Plus panel. That is the Mandalorian announcement. They started off by releasing the poster on social media. Again, really doubling down on the spaghetti western look. Uh, it's like the Mandalorian doing the slow walk forward with the you know silhouette outlined by the sun in the background. Um, kind of looks like twin suns, but not really. But also yeah, I kinda, think it is Twin Suns, though, it, right? It looks like it, right? I think it is, because it's like at the vo- vo- moisture evaporators and the Jawa um, sand crawlers. It's just like I was just I was just there, Bruce. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I see you in the background. Yep. Advancing across the harsh, dry terrain with his ship, which we now know is the Razor Crest, is behind him. Only if moisture evaporators decorate this otherwise desert landscape um so i i i mean it looks it the poster looks good they had um and when we'll break down the trailer in a second but they also had the new um vader immortal episode two preview i haven't tracked this as much but it does look pretty interesting and they released this artwork of the this weird freaking rancor um which is pretty sweet but it's the new thing from ilm x lab um, and they gave a, a few minutes of footage and preview. We haven't really seen seen it, so I'm not going to break it down until we actually get a chance to experience it more. Um, maybe we'll have Nathan Butler, someone on who has uh, uh, who can actually have the equipment to to watch and um, and do this. But let's let's see. Let let's 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 jump straight to the Mandalorian trailer, sir. I'm going to actually just play it here. I'm uh, I'm queuing it up and. Uh, I can't say it. I can't say it. Oh, I know. I know. Here, let me send you the the link, though, sir. If you if you would like to. Uh, well, I can find the trailer. Oh, well, <laughs> oh, I got it. I'm oh, good. You got it. Okay, here we go. In a in a three, in a two, and one. Yep. And so it starts out. And I'm going to kind of talk through it too. But we see the the vestiges of the Empire, uh, where it's like, yes, this is after Return of the Jedi. If you weren't sure, here's a bunch of stormtrooper helmets 
with spears through them. <laughs> I know, but that's so cool. Yeah. See the razor crest in a lot more detail. Just a lot of sort of vista shots, but the middle sequence here really focuses on the all-so-familiar Mandalorian armor as he suits up. Oh, yes. And, and tying into Rogue One with the Death Troopers. Hunting is a complicated profession. Don't you agree? Bruce? I just love that I was able to sync my video with yours. Exactly. <laughs> well well done. So one thing I'm pleased with, just real quick here at the end, because I'm looking at it, that the Star Wars logo is on there. Because previous to this, all I ever saw was The Mandalorian. And I kept thinking, I miss it not seeing Star Wars somewhere in there. So I love seeing Star Wars. About- now, I don't know if they're going to use that in the title card in the actual series, but at least in the promotions, we're seeing Star Wars with it. Again, just very smart on the marketing um and it doesn't say the mandalorian a star wars story so there's that too yeah i'm glad they don't do that Uh, that wouldn't work (laughs) so um yeah we see the the we've seen the razor crest in a lot more detail what does it remind you of it seems familiar to me and i can't put my finger on it um. Oh, this is where I wish Mark Herleman was. I here. know he would like it's. It's like in this one video game from the uh, from the Dark Empire. No. Um, it does seem familiar, but I can't place it either. Every time I see it, I'm like, I it, know I've seen that somewhere. Is it the Serenity? Kind of looks like it. Kind of uh, does. Could be. Yeah. Maybe that's what we're thinking of. I'm all right. So I just I'm googling. You're right. I think that is. Yeah. I mean, I know it's not the Serenity, but yeah, that it does remind me of that. Yeah. That's probably it. Uh, all right. Yeah, I'm pulling up. It does kind of have a similar. So it has the two kind of giant pod racer looking engines on the side in the similar way to the Serenity. So in that way, it looks it's it's kind of similar. But it's it's obviously a um a variation on on some of the Star Wars designs of like Slave One. It's it's not very sleek. It's very much of a dirty freighter look. And I wonder why it's called. Let me let me find it. I, I wonder why it's called the Razor Crest. Now that'd be interesting because um, it it's it's you it used to shave people oh okay. uh, and brush their teeth after they would brush their teeth with crest. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, the other thing I point out in the trailer was Death Troopers, which I think creates a, some really cool opportunities to tie into Rogue One, specifically because of the timeline. It was it was it's set nine years as I understand, nine years after Return of the Jedi. Uh-huh. Um, oh, wait, nine rem- years after Return of the Jedi? I remember really? reading that somewhere, like that they have the uh-huh. t- timeline. See, and that's the problem is I don't have it up on the article, but I... I, I have it up. I'm going to look at it, because I thought it was like five or six years. But I guess regardless, we do know it's like basically very soon after the Empire Falls. One, two, 
three, four, five. 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 Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, so, and it kind of goes back into some of the leaked stuff from Celebration. Were you in the panel at Celebration? Uh, yeah, I was sitting there with you. Thank you very much. No, no I'm talking about for, for the Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was there. Yeah, I, I definitely wasn't. <laughs> so, were you not in there? No, because I was stuck in Texas. I'll have you know, uh, sir. That's right. You were. Wow. But you were there in spirit. I, no, all right. No, you don't get away with that. My heart's hurt a little bit. I'm a little <laughs> Well, offended. I'm just so used to thinking of our group because I remember <laughs> being like, oh, we were all in there. That's just where my head was. <laughs> no, all of you but me. <laughs> that's true because you didn't show up and you could have been there at least that one day. I, that was Saturday, wasn't it? I guess it's Saturday. Yeah, if I wanted to be there for like 12 hours. No, actually, I think it was Sunday. Oh, but well, it was in the morning, I think. Yeah, probably not. Um, <laughs> um, we also got news of IG-11. Yes. Not IG-88, by the way. Not IG-88. Yes. Also, it's I not- have a bit of a problem with this one. Oh, really? Okay, so we see the bandolier-wearing, blaster-carrying, badass IG battle droid uh, type deal bounty hunter droid and um we know he's voiced by none other than korg himself taika watiti mm-hmm. he goes let's uh gonna grab this blaster here you know it's just like what's the what's some of the korg quotes i i love korg is, might be my favorite character in all of the mcu um but uh so taika watiti is voicing him which is he has a very specific sense of humor so it'd be interesting <laughs> to see how he incorporates that into a, dro- but you don't get Taika Waititi to do it, uh, to do it if you don't want his sense of humor. He's like, allow me. Here's the quote. Yeah, allow me to introduce myself. My name's Korg. I'm kind of like the leader here. I'm made of rocks, as you can see. You know, that's kind of how he talks. Right. Yeah. Um. um but yeah. now we know what IG Eleven sounds like. I guess. Yeah. Uh, Unless he's going to change it up and do it a little differently. Hmm. You know, change his voice or his whatever. Or maybe but here's, modify the, here's the thing bit. I have a problem with. What's what's the, what's your problem <laughs> in general? <laughs> what's my problem? <laughs> and here I was complaining earlier before the show about negativity. But no, it's not that. I really love seeing this IG-11. Mm-hmm. I really do. I'm really excited about it. It's just it dawned on me when I was watching this trailer. It's like, okay, so we make the Mandalorian look like Boba Fett. Like from the original mm. holiday special Boba Fett, yeah. but it's not Boba Fett. But he's a bounty bunny bounty hunter, just like Boba Fett. And now we have IG eighty eight. Oh no, this is IG eleven. It's like they're going, hey, let's take every all the bounty hunters we did a few years ago, and we'll just redo them again with different names. And here's Zuckus. I mean, uh, Zuckus zero one, his cousin, Zuckus's cousin. <laughs> <laughs> Right, they're all like, it's relative. This is like a family reunion show. <laughs> or The Next Generation. Star Wars, The Next Generation. What was, Bounty Hunters. What's the, the, what's the song? Oh, yeah, remember IG-88? MC Chris did yes. that song. He's like, uh, cruising my Sespa in my DeLorean. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. All right, sorry, I, I, I digress. Hey, this is what he'll sound like. Kind of like the leader in here. Over here. Pile of rocks waving at you. Here. Yeah, I'm actually a thing. I'm a being. This is my very good friend over here, Meek. He's an insect and has nice four hands. Uh, made of rocks. As you- 
like a very dry. I made of IG eleven. I I made of I'm made of metal, as you can see. You can see, but don't let that intimidate you. You don't need to be afraid unless you're made of scissors. <laughs> Just a little rock paper scissor joke for you. There's- <laughs> Okay, yeah. I need to watch that movie again. Um, but so that's that's Korg, a.k.a. IG-11. I see what you're saying. And it, it's one of those, like, it's so close, why not just make it the same? And that's yeah, well, the... Well, why not? I mean, make one character different. But why not just have it be IG-88? Well, why would have it's... to do... AG- I mean, it's not like IG-88 has, like, this huge <laughs> history in the canon. That's true. That's true. I can't argue with that. Although, I mean, maybe at IG-11 is... Uh, is um, no, because then, because 88 is a later series. So IG-11, yeah. so if it was like, I don't know, IG-92, then I'd be like, oh, it's like IG-88's been upgraded, right? And that would be like, oh, that's kind of cool. But IG-11, uh, but I, I, I don't know. I'm open to it. I see, I, I see your criticism, <laughs> but I... Yeah, look, there's a transdosion. It should be, that's Bosk. No, that is Brosk. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we got Brosk and IG eleven. Well, but this is but this is uh not not to push back a little bit, but pushing back a little bit. This was Please. one of the problems I had though with Rogue One that it had a lot of like what I called the turn to camera moments where it's like the character like gay from that scene that you remember. It's like the uh the guy from the cantina or even 3PO and R2's cameo, there's a lot of just, like, nostalgia for nostalgia's sake without there being, like, a story reason behind it. Right. So I no, think you have, no. to ba- you have to balance it is what I'm saying. Um, but I'm still I'm still stoked for this. That's oh, just yeah. my one criticism. Oh, no, no. Listen, we're, we can have criticisms, right? Mm-hmm. Look at yeah. that. Look at us. Look at that. We can Look at use- that. We actually don't love everything. Fair, <laughs> fair-minded criticism of 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 the Star Wars. I, I don't know why this one. I don't remember her name, but this one character in here, when they show her, my wife goes, "Oh, that's that woman from L.A. Law," and I'm like, to this day, I have no idea who she's talking about because oh, I've seen L.A. Law. Cara, I don't. Cara Dune. You're talking about yeah. the female. Yeah, that is Cara Dune. Um, you were at the panel. You should know this. I know it. It's because I'm do- I'm hosting the um, Mandalorian panel at Dragon Con, so I've been doing research. What should I know? So I can tell you, Cara Dune is a former Rebellion shock trooper. If you remember, the shock troopers are like the heavy troopers for the Rebellion. They're in like the Battlefront video games and stuff. But so she was like a specialist heavy trooper in the Rebellion. But her storyline is like the war is over. What now? She's just turned to bounty hunting and she's kind of cynical because she did all the fighting for the Rebellion. And what good did it do? Because there's still all this lawlessness and... You know, uh, so she's just kind of a cynical former rebellion fighter turned bounty hunter. That's her mm-hmm. story. That's kind of we don't know the de- details of it, but I think she has some so kind she, of history with the Mandalorian. So she wasn't on L.A. Law. <laughs> well, I mean, the actress. Was on. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> I see what you're the, anyway, um, let's see oh we also saw some freaking carbonite that was kind of cool we did and we've seen that in, although was it the clone wars um yeah was it clone wars yes it was clone wars I well i mean so. we saw, i know we saw it in the empire strikes okay, back but we used again in the clone wars that's true that's true because our our um friend of the show michael morris was not the biggest fan 
of 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 it. I guess kind of getting back to too familiar. I don't know, but I I think um I I thought it was interesting. They it was kind of like the gasp for the reveal, but it's 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 nice. It's kind of it's it's cool. It still doesn't really show us much about the series, but I think a lot of that is the mystery of it. Like you don't know who the Mandalorian is. Oh man, now I've got another problem. Oh no. <laughs> you just so the carbonite wait so he's handcuffed uh-huh but so was han when he went in the carbonite. i just in my head canon assumed that it like kind of burnt the handcuffs off of him that's why his hands were up but the handcuffs are still on this guy oh but i i thought i read that on like like top five gaffes or movie mistakes in uh, star wars and one was that he goes with it he's lowered down with his hands down handcuffed by his waist and when he comes up his hands are up you know on either side right it uh, is a goof you're right but um, i'm just saying in my head canon i just always assumed that well maybe the cuffs just like fell off because of the heat or like something uh, happened <laughs> see i never <laughs> thought about it i never honestly never considered it um <laughs> yeah but that was kind of the the mandalorian the uh, the the big thing kind of on stage and in that variety interview that they really have been emphasizing is how closely tied Dave Filoni uh, is to, well, and obviously John Favreau are to George Lucas himself, even showing in that behind the scenes reel at celebration that, you know, showing him visiting the set. It's like, it's, it's really like the cynical part of me is like, maybe it's just for the marketing to appease the older generation of fans that may be kind of not into it as much anymore. Uh, or into yeah, say last year, George's Jedi seal of approval type on of thing. It. Yeah, no, and it, it's it's working for our friend Matt Rushing. He's he's super excited, but he is like a a, a George fan and not as much a fan no. of some of the other of like the Last Jedi. So I mean, he's a Dave Filoni fan too. That's true. That is true. Um, and and granted, you know, that's not the mass appeal, but for like the crowd attending a celebration, that does seem to be like the go to. Um. Yeah, so it'll be interesting. It, it premieres November twelfth with with Disney Plus. It really is like the flagship show premiering. I'd say with the service, a lot rides on. Um, yeah, a lot on this and Lady and the Tramp. <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah, um, yeah. There, there's also some cool. Uh, uh, here's a, so get, we'll get nerdy for just a second here. Uh, I won't park on it too long, but there's two shots that I like. One is an Ugnot riding a blurg. Now, a sentence I never thought I would say, and I had to Google most of it in my show prep, but there's like this one shot of an Ugnaught who I'm convinced is played by Warwick Davis. Um, <laughs> it looks like him, right? Um, what? what? <laughs> Warwick Davis does not look like an Ugnaught. You <laughs> know what I, I mean. Honestly, I think he's a little too tall maybe, for Warwick Davis. Maybe. Well, I mean, he's riding the creature. The, the I know, but the his blurred. legs look longer than Warwick Davis's legs. Maybe. Yeah, that could be it. Maybe there's CGI um, legs. Yeah. His <laughs> name is Quill, and it, it was leaked on the back of the Mandalorian's Funko, Cop, uh, Funko Pop packaging. That's really hard to say. Funko Pop packaging. Say that three times fast. Um, but isn't Warwick Davis' characters always begin with W? Oh, that is true. So maybe it's not. But anyway, the Ugnot looks awesome, and he's talking to the Mandalorian in that one shot. And then there's this like super badass rogue Twi'lek-looking smuggler bounty hunter type. Um, yeah, she looks like a clown. She kind of looks like what if? Oh gosh, my poor brain. Um, 
she's Harlequin. That's Thank you. You knew. You know exactly. She's like, what if Harlequin were a Twi'lek? And that's her. We right. Don't, um, <laughs> and so th- that's that's kind of cool. She's been in a couple shots um, and looks pretty cool, and I'm excited about that. Um, IG11, of course. Um, we already talked about him a bit, and then I guess the one other factor is the uh, the episodic directors. They don't. They, there's nothing really new here, but um, Taika Waititi is not only the voice, but he's also one of the episode directors. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard is an episode director, um, and then uh, I, the uh, um, Rick Famuyiwa and Deborah Chow. I'm not fam- as familiar with them, and then of course probably most familiar to us as Star Wars fans, Dave Filoni. Uh, is also an episodic director as well as executive producer on the series. So this is Dave Fil- You know how everyone's like, man, Dave Filoni should be directing live-action Star Wars. This is his directorial debut for live-action Star Wars, our episodes of The Mandalorian. Yeah, it was a problem. The set. He kept drawing on people. Yeah, I want to change this. <laughs> it's, on. Uh, yeah. it's like, Dave, uh, Dave, they're they're real life. You can't you can't just change animate them. I yes. just want to erase a little right here. It's a, right, right here, guys. Uh. Uh, so that was the Mandalorian, and that wasn't the only thing from the Disney Plus announcements. No, what else? Right, uh, like what? It's not confirmed until Ewan McGregor. <laughs> Walks on stage. Take a listen. Kathleen, can you ask me in front of all of these people, all of these witnesses, can you please ask me, am I going to play Obi-Wan Kenobi again? Ewan? Yes? Are you going to play Obi-Wan Kenobi again? Yes. Happy, but now I can say yes, we're gonna do it. It would have been so funny if he would have said no, <laughs> just to mess with everybody. No, and I just want to put the rumors to rest. It's not the, okay. Who am you, I fooling? Yes, you're probably wondering why I've gathered you here. <laughs> no, it's happening. So, can I tell a funny story? Yes, about last week's episode of Mouse and Castle. Ooh, yeah. So I'm recording, and the rumors have just broken on the trades. And I'm all hyped, because, of course, I cannot describe how excited I am for this series. This is now the thing I am most looking forward to in Star Wars. Period, stop, sentence. By far. Um, and so I, in my excitement last week, before he walked on stage, right before D23, when I was recording the Mouse and Castle uh, podcast. Uh, this is the spirit of excitement with which I am describing to Aaron Goins, my co-host over there. And that's right. They're going to announce it at D23. This is my prediction. He's going to walk on stage and he's going to be like freaking I'm Obi-Wan and we're doing the series. Yeah. And Aaron, Aaron was like, oh, hold your horses. They're just in negotiations. Go back to the news story. Read the quote. They don't confirm anything other than that talks are in place. They haven't like sealed the deal. There's no way. They're going to announce it, much less Ewan McGregor walking on stage and being all like, hi, I'm Obi-Wan. And then this happened. And I've never felt so gratified in my entire life. 
Why would he think that would never happen? I mean, the rumors were pretty hot. So the rumors were hot, but there were they were all based off of the um, deadline source, and the deadline site itself. If you read the quotes, which is what Aaron made me do on the podcast, if you read the actual quotes, they didn't say the negotiations were finished. They just said that they were, you know, underway and close to a deal type thing. Now, Obi Wan said the negotiations were well, short. short. The, neg- the, the ne- were, were short. You're right about one thing, Master. Um, but uh, there, it's happening. What are you? Because there's nothing like specifics in the details, other than. Um, Oh, maybe it was. Oh, maybe it was the Obi Wan series that's nine years after. Maybe that's where I got that number from. I need to stop. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One, yeah. After uh, Revenge of the Sith, uh, or uh, Revenge of the Sith, rather. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Learn your movies. Uh, <laughs> what Star? What Star Wars? <laughs> Wait, um, I'm gonna count one, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, you have the seven, timeline up. Eight, nine. No, wait, that's Solo. That's nine. Oops, I hit the wrong one. Uh, it looks like it's seven. Okay, seven years. Ah, close enough. I think. Right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. <laughs> Thank you for tuning into Sesame Street. <laughs> there are seven years. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, that was pretty. That was that was a big surprise. And, and honestly, I, I as I, I was giving up crap, but I could see why it would be a, kind of early to have him walk on stage and announce it. But if they'd finished, if they'd signed the deal, like it's too great of an opportunity not to put him up on stage because they need to sell this Disney Plus thing. They need to build the hype, and it's launching in freaking like just over two months. Two and a half months, yeah. Um, we are. We are oh, and we also confirmed. I forgot to mention this. Um. Mandalorian's confirmed to be releasing one episode per week. Thank God. I actually really That's like true. this. Staying yeah. true to the th- serial format. Um, I'm glad that they're not doing the binge watching thing. I, I really am. Um, oh yeah. I mean, I- it's kind of cool to binge watch, but I mean, it's just it comes and it goes. You're done. Like you know, yeah, because you know, and like a lot of us would probably binge watch it like in a weekend, and then oh, all yeah. of a sudden you're like, we're done. Well, and you don't binge watch Star Wars, right? I don't think so. Like it, it has taken me like forty-two years to watch every Star Wars movie. <laughs> I watch one scene at a time. I, no. I, I watch one movie and then I wait three years to watch the next one. Ten. Sometimes sixteen years. Yeah. No. Exactly. Exactly. Hey. So Saturday. So that was Friday. <laughs> it was just just. <laughs> well, so just so D twenty three was just one day. No, it was three days. <laughs> so for oh one third my, gosh, my oh there's my more. God. Uh, the Rise of Skywalker revealed its poster. Mm-hmm. They could have fooled me. I thought it was like a Clone Wars spinoff. <laughs> really? Doesn't look great. Not going to lie. Doesn't look... I love the the concept of the poster. I actually... You know, and I do like the, you know... Um, uh, Kylo Ren versus Rey fighting on the slight spoiler alert. We'll get into it later in the show, but it's in the trailer. But the the, the ruins of the Death Star, right, facing off, light versus dark. That's cool with like the lightning and stuff. It's right. what's just above them. That's weird. I've heard a lot of complaints about this. So, I, I, like, I don't hate it. It just it's just odd to me because it's. And I saw this on Twitter, some composite image, images. It looks like a rendering of some kind of the Hot Toys Palpatine that was released. Uh, it's not exactly the same. It's not a perfect match, 
but broadly speaking, it looks like a Clone Wars animation of Palpatine. Does it? Not, am I wrong? Am I off base? Because this is the first thing I thought when I saw this. Long before I saw any reactions on Twitter or anything like that, that was the first thing that jumped to mind. I was like, "Wow, that looks like Clone Wars, like a Clone Wars animation." Yeah, it kind of does. Yeah. I'm looking at it now. I mean, when I first saw it, I was outside. And it was really bright. I'm looking on my phone, so it was hard to see, and I thought it was Luke. Oh, really? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I got home, and I was like, no, I need to take a better look at this, and I read online. People are like, Palpatine, Palpatine. I was like, oh, you know I really what? couldn't see it Grum- very well. Grumpy Luke wasn't enough. We're going full-on <laughs> evil Sith Lord Luke. It's been a journey. All characters evolved. You never saw it coming. It was the unexpected. I thought, I thought it was an old Luke that did a razor crest on his face. <laughs> And <laughs> that's all. No, and but he does a- look like an animated kind of yeah, like a Clone Wars or so I've heard people say like they when they do take a picture of the action figure. Yeah. I yeah. mean Right? Um, I can kind of see that. But the, this all this poster is a little more that style though. A little more animated. It is, and and I think I mean it's a D twenty three poster. It's not like we're not gonna see this in theaters. It's a convention right. it's a convention poster. They were given a bunch of them out. Um, I, I do like, I can say, I love the concept you'll notice. So we'll get, instead of just whining about the, the actual, uh, poster, the co- I have a problem with you this, know poster. What? this sucks. No, <laughs> I like the poster though, but I, anyway, go I on. like the, uh, so the death star wreckage is one thing, um, mm-hmm. which we know it is now, but I'm basing that off of the recent, uh, teaser reveal. Um, but, uh, which, by the way, that I'm hyped for. We'll get into that in a minute. But uh, the the background of the lightning that's kind of composited in the background of the two figures as they fight, Ray versus Kylo, looks like the blue lightning of the Emperor's as he is tossed down the shaft in the Death Star: Return of the Jedi. And I don't know if Ooh. I've seen I don't know if I've seen anybody talk about that, but that was that's the other thing I thought of when I watched it. When Ooh, I saw a connection. It. Mm, right. That's what, mm. that's what says I says I. Is it really lightning? Is, or is it something else? Uh, or is it a beautiful blue waterfall? I'm just um, saying when he fell down through that shaft and that <laughs> stuff came up, was that really lightning or was it, whatever that was? Maybe it's his soul. The, the nice. Oh, I've seen theories like that. Um, it's his soul just like expanding out through the Death Star. You know, I... Hmm... Mm-hmm. I wanted. I'm. I'm going to that clip on YouTube because in the in the here's the miracle of technology is that as you talk through the first five seconds of the ad, so you can skip it. There we go. Um, you have the death of the emperor. Let's uh, skip through. You have all right. Here he is. Yeah. So, love vision. Uh, yep. Vader looks left, looks right. Wait for it. Oh, remember the controversy of the. Uh. No. No. Wait for it. It's coming. It's coming. Here he is. Oh, it's the... It's not even that version. It's the DVD version. It's just him looking. Yep. A lot of blue lightning. The Vader skull. Yep. There he goes. It is like even the wind. It's like something. It was like it was vented out, like a haunted house. It is like a hmm. Let's. I want to see this again. (laughs) 
there's even now maybe we're reading it. Do you hear? Do you hear him screaming? Still? That's what I was about During to say. It's like a little. Let's do it. All right, one more time, right here. Right here. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, I think you're latching on to something good. The, the the subtitle says Sith Lord Force Explosion. Um, I'm pretty sure that's whatever intern was writing the subtitles for it. Um, yeah, that wreckage is haunted. Well, it's a perfect. I think uh, we're gonna get to it in the trailer. We'll we'll dig put a pin in this discussion. We're gonna jump into that because that's gonna. I can't wait. I know, right? Uh, we're just gonna like what, skip is through. Is there something else to talk about? Like what? More Clone Wars or something? Come on, Riley. <laughs> bear with me. Bear with me. We've got um. Wait, uh, where did I, I lost my my tab? Uh, it's the Fanta Tracks. There it is. All right, I have to pull pull it back up. We're we're pulling from Fanta Tracks has a great uh, round roundup. In chronological order that we're pulling. From. Shout out to Fanta Trent. Yeah, shout out. We'll have the link in the in the show notes for the episode. Uh, so that was uh, Friday. They also released that timeline, which was cool. Um, Disney Plus. That was uh, John Favreau. All that stuff. All right, Saturday. We talked through the poster. Oh, they cool. They have a jet trooper. Cool. Go look at pictures of it. It's a jet trooper. You already see it, saw it in Battlefront. You like this? Do you like the we're impatient to get to the end story? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, then they had the big Rise of Skywalker panel. Um, the D23 special look at the Rise of Skywalker. This is where it gets interesting. Also, there's like the Star Wars Hotel, and it's expensive. Yeah, it's like, what, $3,300? You get two nights, three days there. Yeah, you know what? We'll tackle that, and then we'll dig into the Rise of Skywalker stuff. All right, <laughs> then we'll then we'll get so we'll get through this real quick, because like yes, I'm interested. Yes, it's freaking expensive. I probably wouldn't be able to afford it until I'd have to save up for a while. Right? Uh, it's not. It's a it's a high. It's a really fancy Star Wars cruise is basically how I would describe it. Um. So they're calling it the Halcyon. I had to I had to wait till I was seeing the videos on on the showing up on YouTube as people uh, were seeing this display from it's the Chandrila Starline. That's a, ni- a nice, interesting little in-universe reference there. But the Halcyon is the star is the um, Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, which, according to the copy on the website taking uh, our next steps into the larger world of Star Wars storytelling with a new first-of-its-kind immersive vacation experience among the stars. Inside the Disney Parks Pavilion, a striking model of the Star Cruiser dubbed the Halcyon is on display for curious travelers who can't wait to step aboard. Once it comes for a landing at Walt Disney World Resorts, guests will check in for a two-night adventure aboard the luxury starship, interacting with characters and acting as active participants in the stories that will unfold around them during their galactic journey. So it's basically we have the sort of concept and the artwork on what we already know about it, that basically it's an in-universe story experience. This is the first time I've seen it more and more like um, build as a cruise because we know it's a three-day, two-night package, and that's how they're going to have the, the story unfold and the... Um, the various shows and interactive experiences that you can do while you're there. Um, and they have a really cool uh, one by 200 scale 
model of it that looks pretty cool so is that what the hotel's going to look like on the outside is this no. big ship no Mm-mm. so what is it going to look like when you're going into it i don't know uh, it's... i mean think about if this is going to be this you know experience then you're boarding a ship you can't see i maybe i don't know what the exterior is going to be um hmm I mean, it would be cool if it was. You see this huge ship just sitting out there, you know. That would be cool. Yeah, I I pulled up the CNN Travel article, and they call it the Star Wars Hotel, a cruise ship in space. Guests will board... um, (laughs) Will board, da-da-da, resembling the experience of taking a cruise, da-da-da. Once their visitors will interact with an alien crew, learn about the ship's navigation and defense systems, train with a lightsaber... They will enjoy enjoy a port day at Batu. They really are kind of doubling down on this cruise thing. A port day at Batu, the fictional planet at Galaxy's Edge. Hopefully, that price of whatever it is three grand for the three nights. Yeah, I mean it's a suite of up to five, so you can split it up. But still, like those prices are like I think I averaged it out, and it was like four hundred bucks ish a night per person. Yeah. So, uh, like, even if, you know, you're shelling out 1200 bucks uh, if you split it with a bunch of people, which is the... Do they have a spa for a massage or something? Be- then I they, might do they it. Be- <laughs> they better. <laughs> but I think... I want to make a Twi'lek joke right now. Didn't I read that, like, all your meals are included, too? Yes, it's a, it is all-inclusive. All-inclusive, okay. Um, and <laughs> you can be like a Sebulba in episode one and just have attendance. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> just like, uh, okay. So Riley, you going to do this. Do you think it's going to happen? Am I going to do it? Yeah. Yes, but probably not when it opens. That's what I said about galaxy's edge and I've already been there. <laughs> that is true. Now we've switched spots. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean they're in, in, in emphasizing it as a very interactive, in-universe, all-inclusive experience, but they have to because they're charging the kind of price. So the expectation is there that it, it better be freaking good. Um, and they still didn't give us a lot of detail as far as what the exact attractions and shows and things would be. Um, but uh, they did give a launch date, which is uh, no, no, they didn't give a launch date for this. They gave a launch date for their new Disney cruise ships. That's what I was thinking of. I've been consuming a lot of Disney news this weekend. So. It sounds like it, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm going to just say this real quick. Mm-hmm. I, I'm i not sold on this. I mean, it sounds cool, but not to spend $3,300 for like a couple nights doing this thing. Uh-huh. But, but my experience with Disney is mm-hmm. anytime you go do something at Disney and it's expensive, I always leave going, you know what? It was so worth it. Yeah. No. So I'm thinking, you know, if I spent $3,300 to do this, I I probably would feel it's worth it. Yeah. It's going to be something pretty spectac- spectacular, I would think. Yeah. Well, and I think if it really is, if it includes a lot of great entertainment, interactivity, and there isn't a time where you're just bored sitting in your room, which I'm pretty sure that's what they really don't want, um, that would be, that's pretty cool. And then if the field day in Batu is included in your price. Um, yeah. because that way, so say you're taking your family on a three day, uh, vacation, a little three day vacation getaway and all of the food is included and a day at Disney at galaxy's edge is included. Then I, I could say that would be pretty cool. Um, it better be all you can eat. <laughs> exactly. That's all I'm going to say. And there better be free HBO in that room. 
HBO and either <laughs> not free Disney Plus. Um, yeah, no, I, I I would hope so. I think it'd be cool. We'll 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 see where it goes. But okay, now let's dig into it. It's happening. Oh, there's more. The Rise of Skywalker, the official special look at D23. Bunch of new footage. It all it it didn't post until this morning. It, it uh, the panel was Sunday, but it didn't post till Monday morning. First thing, I think I messaged you because you hadn't seen it yet. Like, yeah, you I were you saying know. something, and I said, "Has it been released yet?" And you said, "Yeah, an hour ago." Yeah. So, but here's the way they did it. They were really interesting um, from a marketing perspective that I think is a good sign because they're really acknowledging the full saga when it comes to the rise of Skywalker. And they've said this, right? This is the conclusion of the Skywalker saga. And often that really brings a lot of derision from those who were not happy with The Last Jedi. However, as a person who liked The Last Jedi, so spoiler alert, ladies and gentlemen, I, I like The Last Jedi. I feel like I, I say that caveat every time on the podcast now. <laughs> but no, as a person who uh, liked The Last Jedi, and I'm interested to see what the opportunities are for Luke's, further involvement as a character because we saw a lot of development and evolution to the character of Luke that we've talked about ad nauseum on the podcast, which I know some people didn't like, some people did. I, I was intrigued to see how far gone Luke was. I wish I could have, we could have seen more of that journey and how he got there, but I'm not opposed at all to the conclusion of how Luke once again um, rose above the cynicism and realized that um, we are what they become. What's the quote from Yoda? I'm trying to remember. Where he's like, oh yeah, when he talks about failure. Um, I love that scene, and that to me is the Luke moment. That's what builds up to his sacrifice at the end of the Last Jedi. But that leaves this really interesting opportunity of like, now what? What does it mean? for the future of the Jedi, the future of the lineage of Skywalker, the future of the philosophy of Skywalker. And that is really what they're talking about with the rise of Skywalker, but they really emphasize the the buildup, the whole saga, and that's how they introduce this teaser. So they start by showing the twin sunset and Luke and this kind of montage through the entire saga, starting with the New Hope, the blowing up of the Death Star, the celebration, total silence minus the soft Yoda theme. Traveling through Empire, all the way to Return of the Jedi. Footage of the prequels, the Clone Wars era, the rise of Palpatine, and then but this is your fight. onto the Force Awakens.
sehen. Is that Palpatine we're hearing? Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, I don't know where to begin. There's so much packed into like the three seconds that they put a footage from Rise of Skywalker. Because literally it's a two minute teaser and the footage from Rise of Skywalker starts minute and 13 seconds in. So we've got yeah. like less than a minute of footage. Um, I guess we'll just go through this shot by shot if you're good with it. I just... I. Well, yeah, I mean, you almost have to. And there's not that many shots. No, it, but there's definitely a lot that tells us where the story's going, and I think a lot that's misdirection. And maybe we'll try to parse out. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> ah, really? <laughs> They've <laughs> never done that before. Lovey. So we start with the shot. We we get to see like everyone united. Um you know, you got Finn, Ray, Poe, Chewie, 3PO. Um, on this and a little of, bit of the Falcon, you can see a little piece oh, of it. Oh, yeah, right? in the background there. Yeah. And then they're arriving at this civilization market bazaar, this populated area. I don't. It's kind of colorful. It's interesting. For yeah, a it's like plant. a festival or something going on. There's uh, kites. I saw on Twitter this better be a bunch of Ewoks. <laughs> Oh, that would be great, but they're in the wrong planet. Well, yeah, but they could, yeah, they could be. Yeah. In a different planet. They don't have, Ewoks don't have to live in one place. Yeah. And then we get a shot of uh, Princess Leia. You know, back to the shot real quick. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. The thing that threw me off when I first saw the shot is it seems like the same shot that you see in the previous trailer when they see the destruction of the Death Star in the distance. Oh, yeah. It's like they're coming in from the same angle. They're looking out. It's oh, like yeah. that same type of shot. Yeah. It's, anyway. they, they do have like, it does look like a festival, like various. It kind of looks like um, Star Wars Burning Man <laughs> happening there. <laughs> um, I think I see Jar Jar back there. Or Jawas. Like all these creatures in robes of some kind. They're really fuzzy. It's hard to actually uh, make out. But um Oh, interesting. Finn kind of has... I, I can't tell what... His pants kind of look like they have the blood stripe uh, to him. Maybe. It's it's a little hard to say when you look at it. But uh, then we get to the shot of Leia in the jungle. It's definitely... Uh, and this is just the nature of it. This is one of the shots that we can see. It's kind of composited imagery. Uh, you can tell it's not finished. Um, but... You know, it, it it is one of the where they talked about how they're going to be using her footage from and performance from the Force Awakens and some of the cutscenes there for her role in um, the Rise of Skywalker. Still, don't really know what her role will be, but I'm guessing it's going to be significant, but not that ubiquitous. 
I haven't compared the shot to the previous trailer, but is this the same clothes and scene that we saw before, or is this something different? It is the same clothes and scene, I'm pretty sure. I, I don't have it up, but if memory serves me, it, it definitely is. But you can. I, it's also a different shot that you can you can just tell is composited. Uh, the proportions aren't quite right. It, it's just that I don't want to park on it. It's it's sad, but it's it's one of those things that I'm sure, being an early trailer, the effects aren't finished for her, and it's going to be a challenge. Like the the this is the highest profile case of using an actor's performance and trying to composite a finished story with someone who's passed on since Paul Walker in um, the Fast and Furious films. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I'm sure I, I'm sure it'll come along. Hopefully, this is not the finished product, which I'm sure it's not. Um, but they they the title card is it's the story of a generation, which leads us to two shots. Hmm. Bruce, tell me, walk me through what you're seeing here. We're seeing a bunch of ships. Not a, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, which we're not seeing that many on the rebellion side. But if you jump to the next shot, which, but the Rebellion side also, it's a freighter of some kind that's kind of like the Millennium Falcon, but not exactly. Um, but then we're getting the X-Wings, uh, A-Wings, Y-Wings, and B-Wings are back. B-Wings, yes. Um, but then we get the, the the Star Destroyer formation. Yeah, that's like a lot of them. It, there's actually two, let's see... Yeah, there's two shots of it, and they're kind of like they're in a formation. One of the shots, it's literally dozens and dozens and dozens of them. Like, where are they coming from? They look like the the Empire era uh, as well, not the First Order era. That's the other thing I noticed about it when I watched. Yeah, these are definitely Imperial era Star Destroyers. How can you tell that? Well, because the the first order ones design are a lot are a lot more angular, um, versus the 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 imperial ones, of course, kind of burned into my brain. Just right, um, but first order star. But why would be, there be so many of these if they're empire? That's what I'm wondering. Um, yeah, if you jump to okay, I've pulled up some images. the The bridge isn't as pronounced on the first order ones. Mm-hmm. Um. Whereas the the there's the very distinct uh, bridge, which is a separate, like the the bridge is kind of smushed into the triangular shape on the first order one. Yeah, I'm looking at pictures. Oh, now. Okay, yeah, I found it. So you can kind of see the the difference there, even with the um, uh, like the the freaking one that was blown up at the beginning of the Last Jedi had a very kind of flat design. Uh, whereas these ones are definitely look like the classic era Star Destroyers. Yeah, I totally agree with you. These are classic era. But where uh, are they coming from? I don't know. I wonder if this is more of some kind of vision, you know? I guess it could be because it's too many. Like, yeah, it's it's a lot. They and they're all like in lines, like following in a row or whatever. I mean, it's just, I don't know. Well, and there, there's another part. But we definitely see, like, with the same kind of dark lighting, the next shot is uh, Finn and, oh, what is her name? The, 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 oh, yeah, I don't know. I'm I don't playing, remember. but I'm still learning the names, guys, of the, of the new 
cast. I haven't seen the movie yet. I know, right? Um, but they kind of look like they're reacting to the shot. I, they, it may be, uh, like we say, misdirection, but we kind of get uh, that thing. What's the story of a generation comes to an end, and then we get to uh, <laughs> Sith 3PO. <laughs> 3PO with the red eyes. He did it. He became a deity. That's sad. Yeah. But he, now, doesn't wait? He's like, wasn't he? Uh, uh, oh, see, now I don't know the mm-hmm. evil C three PO. He was in uh, the comics. C three PX. Yes. He was Darth Maul's protocol droid. Um, in the in some of the Darth. So Maul Darth series. Maul was in this movie. <laughs> right. <Again. laughs> he keeps surviving. Where, where's John Caston? <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we get this. I don't know what to call it other than it looks like. Uh, Death Star slash Star Killer base looking blast on a surface planet, or maybe like a capital ship blasting the surface of a planet. Um, it'll be kind of interesting, but this is where we get into the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Ray and Kylo. Ray. Ray? Uh, first one, we get a series of her training in a forest. By the way, that woman was Jaina. Jaina, thank you. That sounds familiar. Um, <laughs> let's not see. Not Jaina, like, or Jana. I don't know how it's pronounced, but... Yeah. We, so, a uh, series of shots of Ray training in a forest jungle area, which looks like the same location as Leia. Which yeah, it has the little ball trainer thing. And it does. It also has the Jedi training ball. It looks like she gets frustrated for a second and just, like, hurls the lightsaber nonsensically at it and misses, but slices a tree in half. Nicely done. Um, yeah. And then, um, she has like this red cloth in her hand. Yeah. As she recalls the lightsaber back to her. Yeah. It's like she was playing flag football earlier or something. <laughs> know, right? Um, then we get to a shot of Kylo Ren walking across a, a mud dried planet with lightning in the background. Pro- Is it the same one as the follow on shot? Maybe. I don't know. I also was wondering if it's this. No, forget. Lightning striking in the say, background. Remember the vision she had in the Force Awakens, where he uh, killed one of his mm. friends. It was raining, or whatever. What am I trying to say? The Knights of Ren. He killed. Oh like, yeah, the Knights of Ren. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of that. That is that true. Look and that scene, but I don't think it's. I don't know. And then we we'll get see. to the longest shot. It's like a four or five second shot in the trailer. Mm, I get chills, man. Uh, It's pretty cool. Uh, So, yep, it's them on a kind of what looks like destabilized um, wreckage of the Death Star. Now, how do you know that's the Death Star? Yeah, so it's not confirmed officially, people. But I, I give you Exhibit A is from the first teaser where you know they're looking across a sea of water at these at a submerged wreckage of the death star we see here crashing waves of an ocean on what looks like basically a spaceship surface so there's our first like correlative piece of evidence i don't know if correlative is a word but it is now um evidence number two if you'll turn your direction to the left side of the screen you have 
one of the <gasps> surface level trench. Ah, uh, you hear that? That little <gasps> of realization from Bruce Gibson, ladies and gentlemen. That yes. is the surface cannon to the Death Star. I I rest yes, my case, is. sir. I rest my case. This is the trench, or maybe not the trench, but it's a trench on the Death Star. Again, circling back to the Palpatine reveal and death of Palpatine. If you want a place for a the ghost of a Sith Lord or the ghostly dark side present for the the what's the word I'm looking for the center point the X on the map of all things the linchpin of the events of Return of the Jedi this is it Mm -hmm. this is it it's the uh, wreckage of the second Death Star where Palpatine died and this is where the possibilities are endless in a way that makes me pretty excited because if you want to, if you want to end the Skywalker saga, you have to tie it into return of the Jedi. You can't ignore the events of return of the Jedi because the return of the Jedi is Luke Skywalker's victory over the empire. Now what it seems like they're doing here is there's a delineation. Luke Skywalker's victory is one is a, is a, is is a political one broadly and it, that it's the end of the empire right but it's yep. it's ultimately a personal one and i've never really uh, put words to this because on the podcast before one of my biggest concerns ever since the disney purchase and they're making more films is how do you do future star wars films where say the sith or palpatine or any follow-on factions um come up without devaluing the accomplishments of Luke Skywalker. But here's where the opportunity is, Bruce. Mm -hmm. This is where J.J. Abrams can highlight that the true victory of Luke Skywalker was not the the defeat of the Empire, was not the end of the Sith as an order, was not even the reestablishing of the Jedi order. The real victory was a personal one, and that was the message of Return of the Jedi, the redemption of a son... Uh, of a son's father uh, turning from evil to save his son at the most basic level, that hero's journey uh, of Anakin Skywalker, his tragic fall, his rise to evil, and his ultimate uh, story of redemption. That is the true victory of Luke at the end of Return of the Jedi. And if Anakin Skywalker's ghost or his story or his legacy, because there's been a lot, J.J. set up a lot about you know Darth Vader's legacy, if that becomes the message of this film of like, no, the true redemption was, uh, was Darth Vader. And maybe that's what, that's the path to say Kylo Ren's redemption. Um, or that's the path to Ray's discovery of, um, of Luke's true victory and what the Skywalker victory means and what the rise of Skywalker can mean. That I think is the most exciting opportunity for for the rise of skywalker as a film and by just seeing the death star wreckage and the duel the clash of good and evil represented in the wreckage of of uh, what symbolizes luke's victory all those years ago i think there are some amazing story opportunities oh my gosh yeah sorry that's a lot that's a lot there's a lot there but you know i and you said something about darth vader he he's got to be worked into this somehow. Yeah, no, I mean sure. more than just 
oh, there's the mask again. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Which, by the way, I thought I saw there was footage of Kylo looking at. So we're not seeing all the footage hasn't been released that was shown at D twenty three. I don't. Um, because I, I saw I something know. online that shows Kylo opening something and there's the mask of Vader and like smoke was coming out. I, you know, I don't know. I haven't seen that. Um, I'll have to dig for that. What's funny is we parked on this shot and this isn't the shot everyone's talking about. <laughs> no, no, but it, yeah, gosh, yeah. There's just there's I I'm afraid. No, I shouldn't say I'm afraid. I'm a th- I'm thrilled and afraid at the same time. Is it going to be too much? You know, is it going to be, you know, Palpatine, Vader, I don't know, Qui Gon, like Obi Wan? Like, is everybody going to just show up? <laughs> you know, greatest hits of like, Star Wars kind of thing. Yeah, it's like it's it's taking it. Could it? They might take it overboard. I don't know. I'm just I'm concerned. How, they have to be very careful how they play this. Of course. Yeah, you're saying without like minimizing or or overshadowing the journey of the characters that f- from the current saga, right? Which exactly. is kind of funny because that's really like what a lot of people have complained about is that the 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 characters and the stories that came before are what's been overshadowed. But like the opportunity here is for like the opposite to really like bring in the saga. But I see what you mean by there. You can go overboard where it becomes the greatest hits album of like of of all the you know films that came before. Right, because um, when the title Rise of Skywalker was released, but and I had a dream about it the night before, which was still freaking me <laughs> out. But when that title was revealed, my thought was, okay, this is Anakin. Yeah, hmm. you know, the Rise of Skywalker is Anakin, and all or Vader, whatever. But Anakin, yeah. and then also Ray. Mm. I think we're going to find there is connection Ray has to the Skywalkers, and so it's the Rise of Skywalker and Ray. And it's the rise of Anakin yeah. in this film in some manner. Mm, yeah. Are you with me, though, that this is – I think this is much more significant than the shot we're about to talk about, if you ask me. Uh, yes. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Well, I'll, agree, I'll have you – but I'll, I'll let you – since I, I pontificated so long and opened my big mouth, this is the shot everyone's talking about. This is the – this is where the internet buzz really is. Uh, Bruce, I'll let you walk through the final shot of this teaser. <laughs> well, it's Ray at a barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> so now we have a close-up of Ray, and she's hooded, and there's two. It looks like there's two lightsabers side by side. They're parallel with each other. Yeah. The and and they're they're red, and they're sparkling, almost like uh, Kylo's. Almost saber. exactly like Kylo's. That crackling, yes, like that. And then we go ahead, and now we've got a full body shot, and it the saber blades fold at one folds out and becomes a double bladed red lightsaber, mm-hmm. similar to uh, Darth Maul's, but crackling. Yeah, I'm looking at. And yeah. she's all in black. All in black. There's the glow. I saw when I saw the reactions on Twitter before this was released. People were talking about like a kind of red Sith glow. To me, I don't see. It. I see the reflection of the lightsaber, but you're right. Yeah. You see these these two parallel blades, uh, which are kind of buckled together, uh, mm-hmm. then uh, detach and flip down into a Darth Maul style lightsaber. Now, um, she has kind of a slight smirk on her face, um, which is kind of interesting, and and also a cape, a dark cape hood. 
and a black Jedi robe. This is Return of the Jedi. Like, Luke's, he's dressed in black. Is he evil? Although the full-on freaking destabilized red lightsaber is, is interesting to me. Um, I don't know what to think, but it's got to be misdirection. Oh, it always is. This is, this is the ultimate example of misdirection, I think. Rem- yes. Yeah. Remember the last Jedi trailer where she's like, uh, oh, what's the quote? Where she's like, I need to find my place in all this. And then it cuts over to Kylo Ren and her like, <gasps> and of course, when we yeah. watched the movie, she was talking to Luke. <laughs> I remember that because we had uh, William Devereaux on and he's like, oh, that's from the same scene. And I'm like, no. Those yeah. are two different Well, that's scenes. right. You Famously, you were right, and you can still rub it in his face. <laughs> <laughs> but um, this one, um, yeah, misdirection, absolutely. I'm sure it is. Because I even said to my wife tonight, I said, look, if she turns to the dark side, would they really reveal that to us now? No. Of course right. not. It's J.J. Abrams. Right. Because they're going to get this... This is what they want us to do. Oh my gosh, Dark Ray! No, ooh, you know, and get all pissed off and tweet and holler and everybody like and and everybody at Lucasfilm Disney are snickering. <laughs> we got them. That's yeah. what they want. I, I mean, I have my theories. You know, I have a theory on this. So, what is your to, uh, do share, sir? What is your <laughs> fan theory? My fan theory. All right, everybody, tune out, you know, if you don't like, you know, spoilers or whatever from speculation. But anyway, I've been saying all along that I think Ray is a clone and that there's other Ray clones out there that either Palpatine or Anakin created like in a lab somewhere, possibly using the DNA from Luke's hand because a rumor from one of the other early rumors yeah yes because the saber calls to ray in the force awakens and then we see the vision that she has in the last jedi where you see multiple rays there's she wants to see her parents they show no parents because as Mm. a clone she doesn't have parents it fits so i've always expected that we could see evil rays by the time we get to this film and so when i see this i'm like well there you go. There may be more than that, this one, or it could just be this one. I don't know. But it's something along those lines is where, where I'm leaning towards. And I've been for a while. So everything that comes out fits into that. Not saying that's exactly what's going to be, or I could be totally way off, but everything I see always fits into that pattern. Mm, I like it. See, and, and that's to me probably the most interesting story. Like that, that would be, be, have the most twists and turns and surprises. I well, also too, mm-hmm. well. Let me just expand on that just briefly yeah, because yeah. I feel that I oh I, there's a part of me that feels that Vader mm. created these clones. They're yeah. in a lab somewhere. And it's the DNA that's released to uh, Padme because of his loss of her, and also thinking oh. he had lost a child. And then I feel like it's almost like he's trying to recreate Padme or recre- you know, do something and maybe Ooh. even using Luke's hand when he realizes he has a son and he finds the hand to use that DNA to somehow bring back, I'm not saying bring back Padme per se, but in a sense, like, you know, create a clone, an apprentice that is the DNA uh, that has, is related to Padme because his love for her. So that's some next level stuff. I don't know if I can go that far. I I could even like I can I can um, go down the journey at least far enough along with the clone possibility. Clone uh, DNA of Padme. I don't. Yeah, that, well, that, the DNA uh, of Padme is in Luke. 
Well, that's true. That's true. So you could see the, the it being related. It's about family. It's like yeah. he wants to use the DNA of family, and family's important to him because of the loss of Padme. Yeah, I could see that more. Yeah, I, I, I could go, I could go down that route. It'd be interesting. It would like I, I would be really, I'd be along for that ride. Um, you know, it's funny because I have, I have my own theories too, uh, which I'm going to share right after this. You're listening to the Star Wars Report. It's against my programming to impersonate a deity. Bum, bum. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the Star Wars Report podcast. Big shout out to everyone. I know I mentioned it right at the top of the show, but uh, those of you guys supporting us directly over on Patreon, that is the best way to directly support the Star Wars Report podcast. Uh, we use every single penny towards uh, helping the show be better, pay for hosting, equipment, all of the costs that come associated with recording the podcast and making it the best it can be for you guys. That's how you can support us. Uh, join us at the Tip Jar Jar level or the Rogue Transmissions level or even the Bothan High Council level, and you can check out all the different cool rewards we have available at patreon.com slash Report. And quick shout-out, randomly, it's like we talked about Audible or something recently. <laughs> Uh, I've, a bunch of a couple of you guys have been <gasps> signing up on our Audible thing on our audibletrial.com slash Star Wars Report link if, and get a free audiobook because I know some of you guys we haven't mentioned it in a while um, but we have even if you're like Patreon's not your thing but you're interested in trying out some of the awesome uh, new Star Wars audiobooks that have been coming out I know like this week uh, Black Spire comes out um, but you can get a free Star Wars audiobook by going to audibletrial.com slash Star Wars Report. And I thought I'd just do a little plug there uh, because, Bruce, do you fig- you, did you get your Audible situation figured out where you got your credits back? I did. I did. Right after the after I had my meltdown on the show, <laughs> I, like, I yeah. called Audible and they felt sorry enough for me. <laughs> and they gave all my credits back as long as I restarted my monthly subscription which was i i was more than willing to do so yeah it all worked out nice. and i felt bad afterwards i was having my little meltdown on the show because i was like i love audible and i i was like i don't want it to come across that i was mad at them it was just like i felt like i messed up oh. and i was upset <laughs> you know yeah no well, but they did fix it they're they're good to work with so yeah. i'm glad you brought it up because i did want to say that i wanted to just say that they came through for me nice well look at that audibletrial.com slash star wars report sign up for a free Star Wars audiobook, and I'm willing to bet you'll like it and stick around. I love Audible. I listen to a lot of nonfiction books that way. That's what I love to do through it. So, uh, And the other, the Pirate's Price, which is Jim Cummings, uh, which I know Michael Morris has talked about on the show here before. Yes. Um, awesome stuff. So there it is, audibletrial.com slash Star Wars Report, and of course, patreon.com slash Star Wars Report. That's how you can support the show, and we do appreciate those of you guys who have been. All right, so my theory on, um, on this whole Ray thing, I'm going, I'm boring, man. I'm going the vision route. I think it's the Empire Strikes Back, you know, vision of what could be. Because uh, it's just right there parallel with the original trilogy, and that's what J.J. is known for, and it just seems a little safer. And I think they're going the safe route in some ways on on the Rise of Skywalker. I mean, I could see that, and I think that ties into what we were saying about seeing the Star Destroyers. Mm, yeah. That could be part of that whole vision or whatever. Well, but yeah. now there's like sparks and stuff around here, and there's like some wall that has a glow to it. I, I'm also curious about that location, even if it's a vision. Yeah. What is that location? 
Well, and remember the other thing about um, in The Force Awakens was the when she touches the lightsaber and there's the flashback to the Knights of Ren and stuff. That was going to be a lot more involved of a scene. It was going to be like a full-on kind of flashback to Cloud City, uh, if you remember, in some of the leaks. Um, yeah. And she was going to kind of almost like witness the events through a force vision. Um, and, and, and that was just going to be a much more involved. Scene. Of course it became a much more sort of vague audio based, uh, flashback, but, um, I thought it was, uh, I, that's where I could see them, him going that route, but full on dark race still a lot. I'm still, I'm surprised they did this at all, but it really does kind of, I mean, it gets you talking, which I'm sure is what they want at this point. Uh, cause there's not been a lot of official stuff coming out from, um, Rise of Skywalker, and there haven't been as many leaks as there were for some of the um, other films. Like back in The Force Awakens, we'd get like whole set leaks and oh my gosh, images. Yeah, and, but uh, Rogue One, we got a bunch of stuff. But man, no, this one it's been pretty mum. Uh, it has. It. So I think it'll be that sort of vision or or dream um, sequence. And and yes, that's kind of an obvious answer, but there could still be some additional layers to it that we don't know or understand like there's that doesn't that's not to say there couldn't be some interesting meaning um behind whatever this vision is or whose vision it is or you know there's a there's a lot of context that needs to that needs to happen uh before we before we understand this fully and the other little interesting thing is that lightsaber design has come out before i don't know if you saw this bruce but that design the flippy flippy um it really, uh, it, it's it's the uh, the Jedi Temple Guards in Clone Wars. Uh, oh, okay. That's the design of those uh, lightsabers uh, that wear mm. like the white masks. It's so pretty, pretty freaking cool. Ladies and gentlemen, let's do it. It's time for Boba's Bounty. It's worth a lot to me. As you wish. That's right. Each week we like to talk about something we uh, did, experienced in the world of Star Wars. Certainly really heavy news week trying to talk through all the Star Wars stuff. But I'll, I'll kick us off for Boba's Bounty. I am working away on a Star Wars creative project that I'm going to uh, plug right now. And that is Dragon Con. Dragon Con. Con of the Dragon. Uh, Saturday at Dragon Con is going to be a busy day, but here's what you want to do. You want to there's, there's a couple of different panels I'm a part of, but I've been working on. I guess this is why it's Boba's Bounty, uh, the prep and outline for the Mandalorian fan speculation panel. I'll be hosting it. It'll be at the Marriott A six hundred one, so the Star Wars room at Dragon Con. If you're going there, definitely come by and say hi. The Mandalorian. It's that morning. What is the this is where I, I should definitely have um, uh, pulled up. Pull up. I'm going to pull up the time here because I want to. I, I want to do a, a proper job and actually, uh, actually plug the panel. Okay, here it is. Saturday, the 31st, uh, 7 p.m. That's the Marriott A601 Star Wars room. It'll be me, Michael Morris, Peggy Eisenhower, Brian Young, uh, and Christy. It's going to be a fantastic. Christy Morris will be a fantastic time. Uh, Star Wars at Dragon Con always do a great job of fan panels that are always really interesting, fun, engaging, uh, and there's a great roster of panels this year, uh, as there always are. So that, that's what I'm hosting. I'll also be hosting um, that uh, afternoon at 1, I believe it is, 
do, do, do. this is uh, again uh, you know what? i'm gonna pull up the schedule bruce because this is what i should do i should have done this before <laughs> Boba's bounty but uh that uh, that um afternoon i will be hosting the stars of star wars panel with uh Jonas suatamo i've been practicing how to pronounce it <laughs> because i don't want to screw it up uh but he and brian herring puppeteer for bb8 that's saturday at 4 p.m saturday 4 p.m at the regency hyatt regency six and seven uh hyatt regency saturday at four the meet the stars of star wars panel uh we'll be tweeting out uh the locations and everything as we get close to on the at stars report twitter so if you're at dragon con come to one of those two panels and then monday I will be um, I will be on the panel. Uh, what is it? First thing Monday morning. Sorry, that's I have to scroll past Sunday. There it is. Radicalism, resistance, and rebellion in Star Wars. It's uh, me, Thomas Harper, Stephen Kin, Andy Dykes, Brandy Blanton, talking about the moral ambiguity and gray areas of Star Wars, and uh, we're going to highlight the Rebel Alliance, the Empire. Talk about uh, really war in star wars and how it's conducted and um really analyze this political and military elements and like steven uh a, a awesome like political guy who knows a lot about uh, public relations and propaganda and the role of the political dialogue uh he's an absolute pro at that thomas harper dude uh jag officer knows like the, the 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 legal side of rules of engagement and stuff like that uh i'll be bringing in my perspective on on air force intelligence um and the intel operations that uh, my unit does in afghanistan and we're just going to kind of try to bring some real world interesting discussion to the elements of war in star wars and how it's conducted and uh and what it means and i'm really looking forward to that panel as well so we got a lot uh a lot going on at dragon con the swat dc track has a awesome list of panels and a bunch of different diverse topics uh they've got a phantom menace anniversary panel a, a rebels and clone wars panel uh galaxy's edge panel oh I'm, I'm also a panelist on that one galaxy's edge panel um so check it out uh swat dc at swat dc s-w-a-t dc star wars at dragon con on twitter uh, and make sure you follow them and uh, come out to Dragon Con if you're coming to the panels. Bruce, are you still going to make it one of the day? Are you going to be there one of the days? Hopefully, I'm going to run into you. I don't know. I mean, all these panels you're on, I don't think there's room for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm taking this year off, so I'm not doing any panels at Dragon Con. But there may be a day that I show up. I just don't know what day that would be. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. So we'll come out Saturday, man. Come on. It all depends because my oldest daughter has some things that she wants to see or do, and she's trying to find out what days uh, they're occurring. Gotcha. Well, listen to you being a good dad. I, li I like it. I, I, I approve. Know it. I, I approve. know it. Um, so. I approve. I, I approve, sir. But uh, but yeah, Dragon Con's always a fun time. I'm glad it worked out this year. It was a little. It's always a little hectic uh, on on my current like leave situation and that sort of stuff. But it worked out this year. I was able to make it. So super excited. Come out, say hi. We're gonna have a great time um ba, 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 ba. let's oh hey, what have you been up to bruce your boba's bounty sir well you know besides the fact that i saw the empire strikes back in 1980 and it took me all these years to think you know what yoda shouldn't should not have said no there is another he should have said no another there is oh I don't know why, after all these years, just, I was thinking that. This but occurrence is your Boba's Bounty. This that's, not, that's not really my Boba's Bounty. My Boba's Bounty is that I read 
uh, the Marvel comic mm-hmm. Star Wars Annual 2, which yeah. came out a couple years ago, I think. Okay. And uh, the reason I read it is because there's a droid in it named Bruce. Really? Really? <laughs> yes. And even there's a scene where, and it's a, it's a comic about Leia. Um, she's on some planet. She was, anyway, I'm not going to get through the whole story. But anyway, uh, she says to this woman who's an engineer, she says, your droid's name is Bruce. That's an odd name for a droid. <laughs> So anyway, that's why I read it, because I was like, oh, Bruce the Droid, I want to read about that. And then it called you a weirdo. <laughs> yeah. Is this, the, is this a continuation of the one you were talking about the other week with uh, the old Marvel comics? No, this is one of the more re- recent ones. This is the new line of Marvel oh, comics. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna, I can't wait to get back into the comics. Um, I went to that phase when I was out at Goodfellow Air Force Base. Uh, where I was just buying them all the time. I need to catch up on the mainline Star Wars, and uh, I think the next Vader is out. I'll have to look it up. I need to catch up. I, d- I did like this binge buying on Amazon of a bunch, and then I, I got all caught up. I need to... That's the thing about comics. They're tough to track what you've read and haven't read. I need a spreadsheet. <laughs> That's what I mean. Yeah, exactly. Something no, like, I know what you mean. Or a, a checklist or something. Actually, is there I... something like that out there, like a, a checklist that you can go through on issues to check off which ones you've I'm read. sure somebody has done it. I, I'm not familiar with Emails. that. I have a hard time keeping track where my uh, electric, electronic <laughs> issues, my e-issues, yeah. e-comics, whatever I want to try to say, because, more of my digital comics, because it's like, I have some on the Dark Horse website, I have Comicology, like different yeah. places. Mm-hmm. No, they. Yeah. it's hard to collect them and keep track. Well, hey, email us, starwarsreport at gmail.com if there's a, a comic tracker you like or use. I know there's got to be some of you guys who are co- big comics people. Uh, and speaking of emails, uh, we actually got an awesome email from uh, Jedi Master Jolka. Uh, he emails and says, Good afternoon, guys and gals of the Star Wars Report. Love the show. Well, thanks, man. Um, he said, I think it would be, he's talking about Kenobi. Um, I think it would be cool if they borrowed from the legend story of Kenobi and Ashard Het, later Darth Krait. And the series would begin with Kenobi in exile on Tatooine and eventually a conflict between the farmers and Tuscans that could arise. And Kenobi could sense the dark side's involvement in the attacks and intercede. As the series progresses, the Tuscans could continue to attack the farmers. Kenobi defends them. In his investigation, he finds out that a former Jedi is leading the Tuscans. And eventually, the Tuscan leader finds out that Anakin's son is living in the desert. Knowing uh, what Anakin has done to his people, he attacks to kill the boy. So revenge, revenge of the Tusken Raiders. Hmm. See, now that would be cool. See, I think, and that's when I say, like, it would be a boring story if he stayed on Tatooine. I don't think so. I think to your point uh, from uh, Jedi Master Julka, I could, I, could, I could see it. I would like to see an exploration of the Tusken culture and maybe bring that into the history that they have with Anakin Skywalker. Mm-hmm. I think that's why this would work so well as a TV series more so than a movie. Yeah. Well, and he points out further, Uncle Owen, if he witnessed the powers, that would lead him to kind of describe him as the crazy wizard. That wizard's just a crazy old man. Like, no, but actually he's a wizard. <laughs> Throwing around freaking crazy force powers or something like that. Now that would be pretty cool. Have you heard my Uncle Owen theory? No. Your Uncle Owen? Yeah, he's a clone. No. He's a clone that Aunt Beru made. He really died (laughs) when he was, like, scooping up mushrooms. 
and Aunt Beru made a clone of Owen. <laughs> Just post that on Reddit, man. <laughs> It'll go crazy. <laughs> anyway, um, back to... Um, Jedi Jolka, he says, um, just thinking out loud, I felt like it was worth sharing, especially because I haven't seen anyone bring it up on any of the Star Wars threads I follow on social media. Anyway, let me know what you think. Uh, Yeah, thanks, man. I I think my my big takeaway is that, and I never even thought about those specifics, but there really are some cool opportunities for what Obi-Wan's exile means, his mission of protecting Luke Skywalker. I think there's a lot of ways to do that on planet and maybe even off planet, but there's some really cool story opportunities where he doesn't have to like go off on some random adventure that's not related to Luke. There's a lot of opportunity there. So uh, I appreciate it. Email us uh, just like uh, Jedi Julka did, starwarsreport at gmail.com, starwarsreport at gmail.com. And uh, let us know what your what news were you most excited about? What, especially in the context of all the stuff from D23, what are you most excited about in Star Wars? Uh, email us, starwarsreport at gmail. Dot com. And you can also follow us on social media of all kinds. Go to our Twitter at Star Wars Report. Uh, we are also also on Facebook.com slash Star Wars Report. And, of course, iTunes, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts. That's where you can get the uh, Star Wars Report. And don't forget to leave us a rating and review. That always helps get the word out about the show. So, uh, Especially if you're using us in the iTunes, um, the podcast app. It's really easy just to go there and leave us a ratings and review. Bruce, where can people find you on the old internet? You can find me on Twitter at Admiral underscore Rex. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's, and I'm on uh, Instagram at Admiral Rex. And you can find me on Trek FM doing literary treks and some other things. Absolutely. Trek.fm. Find uh, Bruce there. And, uh, Find me on Twitter at the Riley Guy and Instagram. That's the place to be and follow me and interact. Uh, Instagram at the Riley Guy. Super easy to find it. And hey, if you want to hear more um, Disney stuff, I'm getting ready to break down some of the um, Disney Parks news and some of the Disney live action and uh, other Disney Plus series on uh, our kind of sister show, our Disney show, uh, Mouse and Castle with me and my buddy Aaron, go subscribe there and catch all of the other D23 news because this has been a freaking it's flood of <laughs> news. <laughs> it's so much to take in um, uh, at, from D23, Mouse and Castle podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. But until next time, folks, may the force be with you. And remember, many Bothans died to bring you this podcast. Dude, dude, hey, remember when, I, when, remember when I told you, it was like, oh, but we'll still keep it under an hour. It's just two of us. Mm-hmm. I, I lied. Yeah, that didn't happen. <laughs> no, it's, it, it's way past my bedtime. I'm sorry, man. Are you, are. are you good? I'm just, it's so late. No, I'm good. Oh, I'm good. Good, 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 good. This was good because there's just so much to cover and just because this is the first time I've actually like watched the trailer, and all this footage, like frame by frame. I haven't had a chance to do that. Oh, I've just okay. like watched it like two or three times. So that's why it's like stopping on these things and just looking and talking. It's like my first time doing that. I mean, it makes a more interesting show, though. I like the fact of the sort of journey of discovery, like me pointing out the the Death Star gun. That was that was fun. <laughs> 
Yeah, because I didn't notice that until yeah. we freeze framed it, and then I'm like, <gasps> yeah, there it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. you better believe it. All right, sir, I will let you go to bed. Uh, I will be uh, editing this and uploading it tomorrow um, or Wednesday morning at the latest, senor. Uh, I'm glad we did it.